Hey, who'd you talk to? What is going on? It is me, me, Mike Lepre, King Michael. It's legit fantasy basketball time here at Legit Fantasy Sports. I am on location in Tampa Bay uh, because I'm here to, uh, you know, be here for the Super Bowl. Doesn't seem to be anybody around yet, but that's okay. I don't mind that. Joining me, as always, is the man, the man of the show, Coach TJ. Coach TJ, how you doing? Awesome. Good afternoon. Great day in isn't it? It is isn't what a it? great day in NBA land. You see the Sixers last night? Unbelievable. It really was. It really, really was. I'll agree with that one. Um let's just bring the, the IQ level up just a little bit. Genius Kev. Genius, how are you? Very, very good, King. Uh, good to see you, TJ. And I just want to say, uh, as, as a genius, I know there's times to talk and there's times to listen. And when Coach TJ is on the show, it's a time to listen. That's all I'm going to say to start us off. Very well said. Very well said. You know, it is it is friggin' warm in Tampa right now. And there's literally nobody around. I I, I'm, I had to bring my own drink. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so, guys, the NBA this week, right? Two things that, that struck out to me is one, some guys they don't have to play, and they they don't, and then some guys, some especially the young kids, are balling like this. If you're a fan of basketball right now, there's some there's some teams with some kids that are just flat out balling, and to watch how good they look has been in, it's been a lot of fun. Like this is a fun week for me as far as the NBA. I don't know what what do you think, TJ? Well, what do you think about the games you've been watching? Well, the, I mean, the Sixers, the Sixers Lakers game last night was like playoff level basketball. Like it okay. really was. The Sixers played great in the second half, and then of course the Lakers come back because the Sixers. And, and that, to watch it, it was like I don't know if they're ready to win this game right now. Like I, I don't know if that team is is mature enough to, to hold on to that lead, and, and they were. And, and it was a heck of a play by Harris down the down the stretch. It's funny that Doc went to him in the last minute. But the story of the week to me right now is Utah. I mean, Utah's just playing out of their mind right now. And on the very show, I, I was talking about how that contract, I think that contract was a little bit ridiculous given down there in Utah for the big man. Um, he's hey, TJ, move into your mic. Move into your mic. Move into it. Yeah, like come close to it. I, this is as close as I can be. Oh, speak louder. You, there was something that was causing a – Kev, did uh, you hear it? It, sound, it was more like you was kind of like – it, it, it actually sounded pretty good to me, so I don't know. It, uh, All right. But. Just lean into it. Go, but go ahead with Gobert in the in the ten win uh, streak. Uh, jazz. Yeah, they're they're on fire right now, and they, they got they're clicking out all cylinders. They got the best record in, in the West. I don't I don't think anyone saw that coming right now. Um, yeah, so that that that's been the most fun story to follow this week. And, and the third story, you know, James Harden is never not going to be a story. He actually looks like he's playing real basketball. Like I don't hate watching them, and and I thought I would, and I don't. So, um, I think this, you know, we're in a good start in the NBA, good place in the NBA right now. Yeah, you know what? Two things to jump out: the Jazz, Gobert, take it. They are playing extremely well, like better than I thought they would. And last night, the Nets, they all shared like the pie, like. It actually worked out. It looked like they all dropped twenty something, and they all just spread it and won. Like that's scary. That was scary. I don't know if that's going to be a constant with because you got Kyrie, 
But, but you know, if it is, if they do stay on that path, that's a tough ass to beat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, King, if, 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 uh, if the Nets can play like that, the Sixers bring it like they did against the Lakers. I can't – like, let's say all things stay the same and we get that as an Eastern Conference final, I think we'd be uh, – our minds blown. I think that would be absolutely phenomenal because uh, the the Sixers, I thought that was amazing. Though, uh, what Harris did at the end, uh, Embiid took that big shot. Even Simmons ended up with a triple-double. That was a, a really, really strong showing for them. And, and, and if Brooklyn brings that talent there and they're playing well together, I can't even imagine how that, how that series would go. It would be phenomenal to watch. So TJ, you're a fan. What happened to Tobias Harris? <laughs> what did he do this year that he's like? Well, I I think it's two things. I I think one is Doc because Harris had his best year of his career when he was with the Clippers when Doc was there, and then the second thing is it's almost like they want they wanted they made an effort this season to make him the closer. And not just because of last night's shot, but when we get into a tough possession, Harris is the guy that's going to take the shot. He's playing with a lot more confidence. I felt like last year he didn't know, am I supposed to be screen roll with Embiid every time down? Am I supposed to be standing the corner guy? And now they're like almost putting him in the role that they had Jimmy Butler in, where it's like, no, when we get under 10 seconds, we're going to give you the basketball and you're going to go score. And confidence did a lot, for, does a lot for that guy. Don't forget, Spice Harris is a really good player. He's been on like eight teams, so I feel like people – don't understand how really how talented he is, but he's been he's been that X factor right now because there's definitely a big three, um, and and he's right on par. He he's the he's the guy right now. So that that's pretty exciting. Confidence is like jet fuel. Like in basketball, probably like a closing pitcher. Like confidence is so big. Like like even like watching my son play play and the kids play. A kid who plays with confidence. He just scores more. He does better. It just, it just does. And when confidence is decisiveness. So if you're a confident, like Kevin Durant is decisive when he's playing basketball, because he's going to take the shot he wants to take. You got some of these guys that are trying to figure out their role. You can always tell who they are because it's always like they're a half step slow or maybe not a half step, but, but a a thought too slow about what they're going to do. And when, when JJ Redick plays, he's playing with confidence. Like he's coming off. He's going to catch and shoot, but you see, a guy like Tobias Harris last year looked like he was trying to find his way. Um, and I, and I think that, you know, that showed up on the box that showed up in the box score. I agree. I, I, I agree. Yeah. So um, what, what, one thing that I was, uh, the jazz thing was, was one of the things that was interesting to me, but the other was um, Wiseman going up against um, um, uh, Edwards. They, uh, the, the one and two pick. Uh, played each other uh, when Golden State played uh, Minnesota. Did you guys watch that? Catch that game at all? Did you see it? Because they actually played each other. They manned each other up at times. So it was like, it was weird. You got to see them kind of play each other at times. Yeah, I'm sure it was awesome for the fans in uh, Golden State and Minnesota. But uh, let's just say, let's just say, I flipped by that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna be honest with each other here. Yeah, that was kind of I, I kind of flip flip by that one right there. Um, well, I got him in my I got him in my fantasy t- uh, uh, dynasty uh, basketball league, uh, Edwards. So I'm inter- I'm just interested in what he has to what, what he's gonna do. So to see him go up against the two, the, the one play the two, and the fact that they made them play each other like Godzilla and King Kong, um, it ended up being one thirty to one hundred eight 
and it went it went Wiseman had 13 points, four boards, two blocks, and then Edwards had 15 points, three boards, an assist, and a steal. Which stat line do you prefer? I'm being dead honest, TJ. Which stat wins- line would you rather have? The one that wins the game. That's the stat <laughs> line in that, in that situation. You know, it, it, it's crazy that you, you read out those stat lines, though, and it just shows you how we were talking about how this draft last week, we talked about how this draft has a lot of pros and a lot of starters in it. But those are not, like, magnificent stat lines. No. One oh, and no. two. I mean, we've come a long way from Pat Ewing coming in the league and being an all-star right away. I mean, now we're talking about, well, what do you like better, 15 and four or 13 and three? I don't know. You know, so um, it's good that those guys are playing and matching up, and, it, and it's it's even better for you for, for sticking it out and watching the game. You know, so I like to see matchups like that. If you tell me that the one and two pick are, are going to play each other, that's just something I want to watch because – there's got to be some sort of mental banter that's going on between the two of them. They're like links. So there's got to be some shit talk that's like next level, right? Like there's got to be. So uh, that's what would interest uh, me. Uh, Genius. Does that make sense to you? No, it definitely makes sense. Uh, the only thing, the only comment I'll say on the stat line, I just looked at the box score now because I didn't watch the game either. It looks like Wiseman only played like 24 minutes. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, Edwards played 32. So him putting up that, his numbers in that, that that lower, you know, lower amount of minutes is uh, definitely something that something, something that jumped out. Yeah, but, but what I'm, what's funny is like when they came in, they made them play each other. So I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's kind of cool. I felt like I, like, you know, they're doing it on purpose for us. But uh, all right, so let's jump over this then, uh, TJ. What do you think about uh, Bradley Beal's wife? <laughs> so uh, sending out on Twitter, it was like so sick of this. Like, what the fuck is up with wives? Talking about their their husband's sports and their, their situation, I think it's funny. I think that she should keep her little mouth shut over there because Bradley's about to leave the NBA in scoring, and he's going to go make an awful lot of money. And I think the best thing for her and Bradley Beal's bank account is for the Wizards to continue to stink and for him to keep dropping forty. Because when it says I'm the scoring champ and I want a contract, he's going to go to a contender. Anyway, he's not the best scorer in the NBA. Let's get that right out there. But they're going to be lining up for this guy. He's going to go be a starter on a really good team next year. He's going to be the the 1A option. You know, he's not exactly the GOAT. He can't carry you, but he'll he'll be there. She's been staying out of the locker room because let me tell you one thing about a losing locker room. It sucks anyway. And the last thing you need is to be answering questions after you lose your eighth straight game by 10 points about what the best player's wife said about you. So, yeah, stay off Twitter. Keep your mouth shut. You're about to make a lot of money. I mean, he's already making a lot of money, but – the thing that is, see, you're so dead right on this. I was thinking this exactly the same way. Some dumb team is going to oversign him next year. That's what happens. Some dumb team in search of a scoring leader is going to give him stupid money. She needs to shut up because if she makes it seem like it's not a good situation there, like it's not, he's not a stable person, now he's losing millions, in my, my opinion. If she shuts up, <laughs> which is simple, I think that's like a couple more million. Or or at least the quality of the team that he's going to go to. Because yeah. you know, he's, he's a natural fit in Minnesota, you know. They could use a scorer. They have t- Colin Anthony Towns there. That guy, you know, Bradley Beal, after losing this much, you got to think he wants to go play in a team that's like a, you know, a Milwaukee type or a Boston type or a, somebody that's going to be a playoff team. And, yeah, you really need that headache in the locker room. I yeah. wish 
stay off the Twitter. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable that people are allowed to just put out their opinions. It's just like, you know, it, it some people just need they do, they just need to shut up. It's it's like just oh. and that's not like Bradley Beal's wife's got a, a tough road. I mean, she she they live they're living pretty good in the Beal family. You you can't take it. The rest of us got work tomorrow. Like, don't worry about what's going on in the Beal house. (laughs) I don't think that. Yeah, (laughs) you're dead right on that. Hey, so um, the the, here's one of the things that stuck out to me. Uh, All star voting started, and um, they immediately put up the projected starters so far and projected uh bench. So I want to read to you uh, uh, the the West first. And these are the five that are leading in in the voting. So it would be the starting five. Which sucks now because they don't go by position. They don't go like point guard, point guard. Which, you know what? I want that back. I want that back. I I want roles back. I think taking roles out, which brings me back to that same thing, Kev. Everybody same size, the same way. I, I want certain positions. I want the power forward. I want a different size person for that. I want a a center. I want a shooting guard. Well, like, exactly. We always talk about this, but you you, you said Wiseman and Edwards played against each other. How tall is Wiseman? Seven feet, right? How tall is Edwards? Six, seven. He's he's supposed to be like a shooting guard. Wiseman's supposed to be a center. And they went back, they played against each other as rookies. You know, like there, there are no like, like that, that's a perfect example of what the NBA is. Like, could you imagine? Like, go back, and I will date myself. Can you imagine like Robert Parrish trying to match up against Isaiah Thomas, or you know, Joe Dumars, a shooting guard? It would be a joke. It would be a joke. But 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 like the game you watched, I'm sure it was entertaining. I'm sure it wasn't like like I'm sure Wise didn't back him in and dunk on him every time, and I'm sure uh, Edwards couldn't couldn't dribble around him and score laps every time. Which is what would have happened 20, 20 years ago when there were positions. So a lot of it's well, I do something. Yeah, I think you do. Um, back in the eighties or even the nineties, if you got caught on a switch, you were screwed. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Moses Malone ended up on a guard. It's all done. And the same thing would happen on the other side of the floor if the same switch happened. Where now you got a, a small guy guarding a post player who actually yeah. was a post player, but now yeah. because everybody does the same effing job outside of like ten guys in the league, everybody can play everybody because yeah. you're not going to make them pay anymore. Like you're really not. Yeah. Pay. Ben Simmons has got guys guarding him every night who are six foot three, six foot four, and he can't make them pay because they're all doing the same thing. And uh, from an all star voting to bring it back to where we want to be with the all star teams, I want I want positions. And I want to go back to east and west. I don't, I don't like this this whole this whole thing that we do now. Like I, I just I'm just not a fan of it. Like Joel like, is the best center in the east. He should be playing in the east, starting a center. Period. So check this out. This was the dunk last night um, that he had on Wiseman. Oh, and play it back. It's so nasty. <laughs> Whoa! Play it. See if I can get it to play again. Hold on. Hold on. I'm gonna replay it. Now, after everything that we just said, at the same token, that's you know, a brutal dunk. Robert Parrish. Watch it. 
He watch blew right him. by him. Oh. He made a decision and goes, ready? Watch. Yeah, I'm jumping. Oh, Ooh, my God. Oh, i to the rim. Video skips. But look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look, 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 Kev, look, look. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's why he's playing a guy that's that big. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's why you can't play a guy that's that big. That's yeah. You know, but there's no one in this league. I'll, maybe Embiid. But there's no one in this league that can just take him to the block and take jump hooks until he has to come out of the game or you need to switch. Like, like 80s, yeah. 80s bigs would just kill you, even 90s bigs. You tell, Elijah Wan's going to kill a guy that's seven inches shorter than him. He's just going to eat him alive, and, that, and that's how it's going to go. You know, so, I think we lost Mike, Kev. I'm in, I'm just, I'm in the dark. Yeah. I'm here. Hear me? What are you? Would they turn the lights off in the stadium? <laughs> I think they turn the lights off in this. I'm being serious. The lights are, I, the, I, Oh. Tampa. Yeah, see, King, this, this is, I guess the whole uh, Baker Mayfield living in the stadium is, is not as glamorous as they make it look on those commercials. Because now you're sitting in the dark in a, in a, in a, in a bleacher, in a, in a regular stadium seat. That, that, that does look fun. I don't know what happened. I shared my screen, and then when I came <laughs> back from share screen, um, you know, I'm no longer there. Yeah. So, so yeah. you know, so, I'm so, here. <laughs> So, so TJ, that, what you were just bringing up, and that, that, that's what kills me. And obviously, the two of us aren't, aren't going to solve it. But like you said, like an Olajuwon, like somebody like that, that had all those post moves, could back one of these kids down and destroy them all night until they had to do something about it. So, what's the sort of allure to not having position, like not having somebody like that? Like, there's no, there's no. 50-year-old, 13-year-old kid, 15-year-old kid that's going to grow to be seven feet that just loves all the intricacy of the footwork and, like, the jump hooks and the drop steps and the – you know what I mean? Like, they, they just don't want to do it. That is like Kevin McHale. Yeah. There's, there's two problems. There's so much pick and roll right now. I don't know if, if you want to invest in a guy that can't play pick and roll defense. And, and the second thing is, I mean, you look at Embiid for an example because he's probably the closest thing to a traditional big we have. The most important shot he took last night was a bleeping three. Yeah. You know? And it's like these guys are out here taking threes, and then you got these math nerds like Daryl Morey and all these other guys that oh. want to And I, just like baseball where the math dictates X, Y, and Z, the math in basketball says if you take 43s, it's better than making taking 62s and, and these teams are really doing it. So if you have a guy on the floor that can't shoot and just wants to live in the pivot, it's, re it's really hard, you know, unless another Shaq comes along that's just so dominant that you just, he changes the entire, yeah. the entire thing. But I think this is the, the direction of the league for better or worse. Yeah. yeah. And your, your comment on the pick and roll D is a very, very good one. Cause you're right. Everyone that's like, that, that, that's the, I don't want to say the major piece of the office, but everyone runs pick and roll. You're right. If Kevin McHale had to defend that stuff every night, yeah. he probably would have never made the NBA. Like he would be, he would be so exposed, it would be kind of embarrassing. And and that guy was dropping, you know, 28, 26 points a game uh, with 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 that inside with that inside uh, very well developed inside repertoire. He wouldn't even get on a court now because he'd be run out of the building. That's crazy. It's a very good point. You got to wonder if McHale is ready you got to wonder what his role is in, in today's NBA. Yeah, yeah. You, who's he guarding? Yeah, yeah. When you say it like that, 
it makes complete sense to me because I, I, I'm picturing it. Like, I, I remember um, – this is going to date me. Uh, remember when Jordan was hurt, like, the whole year – and he came back uh, against the Celtics in that playoff series, and he dropped like sixty-three on them. And I think that I think the Celtics won in triple overtime. He dropped sixty-three on them. And I remember him. Mikhail somehow got switched onto him, and he's there and he's standing there. And Jordan's just rocking back and forth to the ball, rocking back and forth to the ball, and he smokes him, smokes him like he, it was an unbelievable, like it, like it personified who the Celtics were and what they were about and what the, what the Jordan Bulls were becoming. And like, you know, then it evolves obviously to where we are now, but like, like, like that, like you're right. He, he, he could not play a quick, like one of these athletes. And, no, so, and the brand, everybody played. So Mikhail was another big stiff. On his so he's coming down. He's not playing on the perimeter. Now you have to play on the perimeter because yeah. everybody's on the perimeter. So um, there's a whole bunch of guys that fall into that category where you wonder, like, as great as they were, who who can you play now? Yeah. But Kevin Durant would – I mean, we're talking about making guys fall. Like, yeah. Kevin McHale. Bill Walton can't play in this era. All the great things he does, even some of the big – the Yadis Gilmore types, like the big – Oh, my God. <laughs> that stuff's kind of gone. I mean, to now to be a big, you almost have to be in the in, with David. You got to have David Robinson's body. You yeah. got to be lanky and long and be quick and fast and all the stuff that made him a freak. There's like six guys like David Robinson right now. Yeah, you know, yeah. Hall of Fame. So um, it's unfortunate because I, I do like that style of basketball better than all this motion ISO pick and roll shit. But it is we all oh. are, you know. And I, I think there's a way to exploit it. I think Embiid can exploit it if they would just settle in on we're just going to be big and bang it down low. But you see how he plays. He's at the top of the key after the so. Yeah, it's crazy. Like the way you broke it down, it does make sense. And like, it's going to take a team that somehow figures out how to exploit it to make everybody change again. Because you're like the thing you said, like Daryl Morley is perfect example of it. Like that, uh, 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 like the, the what's his name, the guy who's I can't remember space on his name, the coach of the Houston, who's now an assistant coach in, in, in Brooklyn, D'Antoni. The radical, super wide spacing to give uh, Harden all that room. It's just it's it's really really crazy. And I, I wonder when the math sort of turns around because it's it, it's like right now it's a weird game to watch. Because then then the math doesn't work anymore. Then you want to start getting some high percentage shots. Um, and the other thing that could happen is if you get a real generational big – I'm not talking Embiid or Anthony Towns. I'm talking about if Shaq comes back. Yeah. You, get, you know, you get that guy, then whatever team lands him is going to have to – they're going to have to change the way they play, and they're going to have to give him help on the pick and roll because he's such a, such a dominant factor on the other end. But um, we don't have that in our game right now. And some of the best big men we have want to play in the perimeter. So we are where we are. I'll tell you yeah. what, joking from Denver, he does all kinds of things with the basketball. So that's – What was the name? Who, who from Denver? Joking. Okay, yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yeah. And he's almost like old school in the way that they get him the ball and then they cut off him. And that's a real cool – that's a real cool system of offense to watch is when the big man has the ball and he's making yeah. – Inside and outside, um, I like to I like to watch them play, and they actually started. You know, they, they're playing real well right now. They're, they're cre- creeping up in the standings too. Why yeah. the fuck am I a brick wall? <laughs> <laughs> well, how did that happen? 
if my wife came down here, she'd think you were, she'd think I was in that corner. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's yeah. A brick wall. It's ridiculous. Hold on, I, I'm, I'll figure this out. It's got. The, I don't know what's going on. Actually, but um, okay, I, I think it's a good metaphor for talking to you. It is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I just. It's got to do. I think with the green thing. Uh, so I don't know where I'm at with that. But are you behind the wall? Can you can you come? Around? <laughs> there's no there's no wall. I, there's nothing to see. All right. So let me let me just go over who the start the starters are. Uh, I know we got off track because we started talking about positions. But I, I wanted to just name who they had as the starters. So the brick wall is going to tell you guys who they had for the West. So in the West, you had actually. You know what? TJ, guess who the five were in the West? Oh, that's awesome. Uh, I'm gonna go and you there. can't even see me. I'm a brick wall. You're a brick wall. There's no hints being involved here. No, no hints. No hints. Well, I mean, LeBron. Yep, that's one. Davis. Steph. Uh, no, Anthony Davis is not starting. Then they're wrong. Davis. <laughs> <laughs> you only got one so far, LeBron. Steph. Nope, not starting. What? Who's They're both on the team though? But they won't be starting. And these are these are voted. These are votes. Yep. Oh, Donovan Mitchell, Kawhi. All right, uh, not Mitchell. Mitchell's on the bench. Kawhi's a starter. So it's LeBron and Kawhi. And Damian Lillard. Then it's got to be Lillard. Lillard's the third. And Jokic, Jokic, Jokic. Jo Jokic is the fourth. I'm missing one. Yeah, it's the same sort of name. Oh. Oh, uh, come on, uh, Dallas, Luca, yeah. Luca, Luca Don. What, what do you What do you think of that five? What do you think of that five? Do you think that should be the five, or do you think they should go by? Should we still be doing this, like you know, whoever the top five is, bullshit, or should we be like, who's the best team? Like, let the coach put together the best team. That's or do you think it should be top? Well, you're going huh? to have Stephanie and Davis on the best team they put out there. If yeah. I, I had to pick five guys in the West to win a game with, I'm going with Steph, Davis, LeBron, Kawhi. Probably. Yeah. But, all right, so wait. So then, all right, so then – I don't know what that did there. Let's go to the East really quick because this, this is – this, this, What's that? You really sound like you're in a brick wall. Does it sound like I'm in a brick wall? Yeah. Jeff, is it sound like I'm in a brick wall? Yeah, your your audio is a little off, and, and TJ is just kind of cutting it out now. I'm, I'm what? How did I become a brick wall with, with bad audio? All right, let me tell me if that's any better. A little bit. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best on this. I'm gonna figure it out as I go. Here is the East starters, though. I'll actually no. I'll defer again. TJ, the five. Uh, top vote getters in the East: Durant, Embiid, Harden. Nope. Durant and Embiid. Harden's not. No, no Harden. Bench. Oh, new there. Durant, Embiid, Giannis. Yeah, yeah, yep. Giannis. So uh, Durant, Embiid, Giannis. You need two more. Boy, that's tough. Well, you just talked about it for a half hour. They put freaking. Tell me they didn't put Kawhi on the damn first team. No, no, no. This is the East. Beal? Beal. Beal? Oh, Bradley Beal. I'll tell you what. Jalen Brown belongs on Jalen Brown belongs in that top five. If we're he is. What's happened so and that's far. number five. No shit. Good for him. Jalen Brown. 
Good for so that. So not five is Giannis, Kevin Durant, jo uh, Joel Embiid, Bradley Beal, and Jalen Brown. The that's bench. actually a, what? That's a pretty good team. Nice team. It is. And the bench. Listen to the bench, though. It's 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 Jason Tatum, it's uh, Sabonis, Julius Randle, James Harden, Trey Young, Zach Levine, and wow. then. The, that kid, that guy, Bam, had uh, I, I, I to. Oh, Bam, yeah. Yeah, and then the West, they're, they're just, we can go back. Their bench would include Paul George, Steph Curry, Anthony Davis, Zion Williams, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker. Those are really good teams, man. They what? Yeah. If that West bench played that West starters, I'm taking the bench. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> oh, I gotta go back to uh, this is what I gotta do. All right, I got it. I think I think I like the West Bench better than the West Starters. Yeah. Hmm. You think so? Yeah. And Ben Simmons belongs on that damn All Star team if they're gonna be the number one seed going into the break. So I don't know who's got to go, but somebody does. Because if you're the number one seed and you're a two man team, then man number two gets on the All Star team. That's the way it goes. <laughs> That's true. That's technically true, I guess. Or it's a bias. You gotta have one. You gotta have two all stars if you're the number one seed. Well, all right. So wait a minute. Trey Young bullshit. <laughs> King loves Trey Young. What are you talking about? I, do. I, I like him a lot too, but no, I don't. I don't really like Trey Young. I, he I, weirds, I told you he weirds me out. This, hair, he yeah. really does. He's a little bit. You like his hair? Yeah, he's creepy. A little bit creepy. <laughs> So, um, all right. So, wait a minute. Hold on one second. So, here's, here's the next part I wanted to move on to. Uh, I keep getting into an argument over not who the best basketball player is, but who the second best basketball player is. Kobe or um, LeBron. Now, how much do stats? How much do stats completely matter? I gotta stop you. The second best basketball player of all time is Michael Jordan. So who's first? Oh. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the best basketball player of all time. The guy never fucking lost for thirty years. I don't, but I don't. I don't think he was the best basketball player of all time. He he was the best uh, player of basketball, which is the same guy who shoots. He was the best, like nah, skyhook shooter. Now nah, you're mistaken. I love. Le I was a Laker fan. I I love yeah. Kareem, but but, that, but you're thinking Kareem about Kareem. You were looking at Kareem, and, and you, not just you, I also. When you think of Kareem, the first image that pops into your head is an old ball man with glasses, right? Well, yeah, that was Kareem. Yeah. When he was like almost done. I'm talking. I know, about, but I'm not sixty, so I. You know, you think, this is what I got. They didn't change the, like, they changed the fucking rules for Kareem. They changed them. They're like, you can't dunk anymore because you'll score 80 a game. And then he went to the NBA, and he dominated the NBA. He has more points than anybody. So I know that's not the conversation you want to have, but I want to be on record. Jordan is not as good as Kareem at the game of basketball. All right. I disagree. I think Kareem was a better scorer. I think Michael Jordan was a better basketball player. I think Kareem was better in karate. I think Michael Jordan was better at selling stuff. Selling. So, <laughs> My point is this: Michael Jordan, to me, is number one, right? See, again, Kareem to me wasn't. 
he wasn't an all-around player as how I would see the best basketball player. That that would be my argument. Whether you you buy that or not, that would be my argument. I'm looking for more of a complete basketball player. I'll give you I'll give you five minutes on Kareem next week. All right. <laughs> Lou L. Sender. Like I loved Jordan, but second, I like Kobe over LeBron. And and uh, look, I don't know if I'm right with the with the argument anymore because I can't seem to like win people over with it. But it's like people are now sold that LeBron is the second best. Like he like in other words, he's the second best. That's it. He's just the second best. Can you buy that? Like as a, I'd like to see, I gotta, I gotta, uh, uh, like, be transparent here. I hate, I, I hated Kobe his entire career because he was a Laker and I was a Celtics fan. I just absolutely hated him. But his killer instinct is probably like he, he reminds me the most of Jordan. Like Jordan took every single thing as a competition through the roof. Like if, 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 if you know, golfing, every single thing, poker, everything. And, and, and Kobe was kind of the same way with his, his mental mindset. Um, and he was an angry player and he was cranky as a 24 year old. And it was just, it was, it was painful to watch as someone that wasn't a fan. And I would even bet it was painful to watch even as a fan, but LeBron, I don't like him because he, he doesn't look like he's trying. He, and that's a weird thing for me because he, he's so much, He's built like a linebacker. He can run. He can do, he, and he can do everything. But he almost like trots around. He almost floats around the floor. And I, I don't I don't understand it. Like for me, the thing with him is like you got to look at potential. Like uh, Master was saying in the last show, potential. Like I'm one of these people that thinks if LeBron really tried and loved basketball and had killer instinct, he'd probably win like eight like ten championships. Whereas he's kind of content to do what he does, and he's winning a bunch anyway. But he doesn't really he cares. So I would say. If I if I had to pick somebody to play on a team with, it would probably be Kobe because he's so serious and because he's he's got all the skills, but he has a killer instinct. Whereas LeBron would probably just fucking annoy me. I you got some good points there, Kev, especially with LeBron liking to have teammates around him. It seems like he always wants guys that are good to be with him. Like he needs them to be around them. Um, TJ, what what do you think of that argument? Oh. <laughs> well, first thing is, good. LeBron's like 36 years old right now, and he's playing at an MVP level. So I don't know. He always looks like he's trying, but there's no effing way you can have the many miles on your body and still look like LeBron and play play pretty much every night without ha- without having the give a shit factor. I. If I had to play with somebody and I could just mute, like put a put a gray screen over their face, I'd rather play with LeBron than Kobe because I like to shoot the ball, and LeBron would probably pass it to me when I was open. Where I don't think Kobe was a willing pass. Okay. That said, oh, Kobe would never pass to any of us. That, yeah, that said, I can't stand LeBron. Like I just can't. I just can't stomach him anymore. And I was the biggest LeBron supporter. In terms of this argument, it was usually the Jordan versus LeBron argument because LeBron just fills up a stat sheet. He's a better passer. He's a better rebounder. He's a better pretty much everything. And now he's a better three-point shooter than Steph Curry right now, if you look at the numbers. But his his post-game interviews, it's like I, me, my, I, my teammates, I did, I saw. Like, dude. Like, dude, we know you're LeBron. You don't have to tell us all the effing time that you're LeBron. Like, we know. You know how we know? You're everywhere. 
Whereas Kobe was just that dude. Same when he was young and when he got old, he was he got more grumpy when he got old. But it was cool because he used to curse at now and then. Like, I just love Kobe. See, you know, I just find it hard. Like Kobe, Kobe's just Kobe, and and I think uh, if I'm building a team with the two of them and I, I'm the coach, I'm taking Kobe because I'm just not dealing with LeBron's selfish bullshit. I'd rather a guy take 50 shots but say the right things than be LeBron, who who sometimes I think it's just passing for show with that selfish approach. Yeah, so look, I, I think he's – when you say you, you, he can't get to where he is without being, like, dedicated or whatnot, I think he is, just not really to basketball. It's almost to, like, business with LeBron. That's the, what I get from him. It's like almost like he's – Always been cultivating the brand name LeBron, like he over winning championships. Because I, I mean, I watch the games, and there's no way anybody can tell me that he's playing his hardest. Because there's moments in serious games where he plays his hardest. He yeah. doesn't in front of us. It's not like he. It, it, we're making it up. It'll be like a big game, and all of a sudden LeBron just takes over and scores eight. And you're like, right, but. It, it's it's almost impossible. I know we like to. It's easier to glorify the guys we only saw highlight films from. But like, do you really think Jordan was playing his hardest on a Tuesday in Cleveland? Like, I don't know that he was. I mean, I I read an awful lot about the '86 Celtics. Bird had Bird had games where he scored 13. Like, he didn't come out and score 40 points with a triple double every night. I think LeBron in the playoffs, he's he's had some bad luck that Golden State built that team because he should have more rings than he does. And he, he even with that said, I mean, he he's gonna have he's gonna finish with six or seven. Like I really feel like he is. I think I think I think uh Jordan had almost like a sickness of competition. Yeah. So I, I would say, yeah, in Milwaukee on like a Tuesday, him and like a like a Larry Bird are out there trying to find out. Like, what's the score, highest score ever in this, this this arena? Like, they're out looking for motivation because they're just freaks like that that lived off of the competition, just like um, Kobe does. Yeah. Where that that's where I agree. What's his face does not like like yeah. that's not LeBron's uh, deal. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, it, it is a sickness. Yeah, like Jordan had it, Bird has it, uh, uh, Kobe definitely has it. Uh, it's like like Brady and Rogers, like they always have to have a chip on their shoulder. There's gonna be something. Like, I was listening to some rivals podcast, and it was Jordan versus Isaiah, and they had like the thing with the supposed Isaiah freeze out of Jordan in the All Star game, and Jordan never ever forgave that. You know, maybe, who knows? Maybe forgave it now since they're both older. But it, while they were both playing, he never ever forgave it. He fucking hated Isaiah, hated the Pistons. You know, Chicago obviously turned the page and passed them, but that was like a uh, maybe not even been a real slight, but he took it as an insult that he was frozen out in the All Star game by Isaiah, and he never let it go. If if you were playing checkers with Jordan and you beat him, he will come back at you over and over and over uh, because he takes every he's he has a sickness. And, you know, yeah, let's be honest, yeah. those guys are assholes. They have to be right. Those yeah, oh, living with Kobe. He had to be an asshole. Oh. <laughs> you, you gotta know that. But see, I don't mind that because when I played ball, I was I would go right along with the asshole. Like I'm I'm yeah. that way too. Like let's win this friggin' game. But but uh, LeBron, I don't think I would get along with. Like it's true. It, uh, no way. He, he comes off fake. Like I don't think I could trust that guy at all. I, I think right. The, the, and it you started with it. It's something about the LeBron brand, like. 
I wonder if he's great just to build the brand. Like that's what I mean. It's like a side effect. So yeah. like basketball is almost a side effect, but I, I don't question whether he works at it. And you know, he, yeah. he, carried, he carried some shit teams. Like, like he, some of those Cleveland teams were not pretty. And and then he got LeBron and he's just dragging teams to the finals, like every single year. So I'm not going to yeah. say that about that. Um, <laughs> and Kobe, don't forget when Kobe was, was driving Shaq out the door. He wasn't, he wasn't exactly winning the uh, teammate of the year, Mary Poppins award either. So yeah. I think to be at the pinnacle of in that business, I think you have to have a chip on your shoulder in some way, shape or form. Like something's got to drive you. And I think Giannis has that. Like, I don't think Giannis wants to make friends. And uh, I know yeah. Milwaukee's not like where we thought they would be right now, but I feel like him and I, maybe it's because they're European and they haven't grown up in the American AAU culture. But I don't think Luke is trying to be buddy buddy with anybody either. And Love I think that. there's something said about guys that just want to come in and just ball. And uh, yeah. and I, I like those kind of players. And I th- I think that's why, from a personal standpoint, even though there's no number that would ever prove this, but I would rather I would rather roll with Kobe. Um, but if you had to push me and say who's better at basketball, then then LeBron LeBron's probably better. Uh, TJ, comment on what you said about John. John, it's like uh, I don't know if you heard that quote when they were, when he was um, before they signed him to that extension. They were asked like, "Does he want to go and play with anybody? Does he want to play with like become part of a super team? Like, who does he want to play with?" And he's like, "Play with them. I want to beat them." Like, like I love that. I love. I will. I. I that, that's such an old school thing. Like maybe you said, like it's because it's European. Uh, 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 it's not like to the USAU system where everybody knows everybody, and you want to play together with these super teams. But when he said that, I was like, I can get behind this guy. Like that's a that's phenomenal. I, I loved it. I yeah you're, uh, you're right. We lost that. Like in the NBA. Yeah. That thing. Like these yeah. teams. Like you have a right, you play a team a couple times. It might be a little r- mini rivalry. I guess Cleveland yeah. State was a rivalry, but LeBron and Steph don't like hate each other. You go back to like the eighties, especially like those guys were yeah. not like they were not going to go team up. And I'm not even talking about just necessarily Celtics and Lakers. Those guys were on a team and they played for their team and they stayed there. And I, I like Gianna yeah. and, um, I like to see them get him a little more help around Milwaukee, though. I think Middleton's being exposed that he's not a true number two right now. But, but yeah, Giannis had that, that attitude. And, and I think it has to do with this culture in, in America where we have an AAU tournament on Saturday. And if your team gets eliminated Saturday, your best player is playing for the other team on Sunday. Yeah. So, so, but by the time you get to the Final Four in each tournament, it's the same 25 All-Americans, and they're all buddy-buddy. And they all got the three sneakers, and they're all – you know, because – Obviously, when they lose, it's not their fault. So we're going to get a new team. Yeah. NBA with, with these guys bouncing around, and and that's a, a reason why I like when some of these teams stay together. I do because it gives you a sense of what the team's identity is. And you know, yeah. I saw Utah play two times in the past like three weeks, but I know what I'm getting with Utah because Mitchell's been there for a while, and like you know, yeah. um, but you know, we're not going hey, back in time. Let me no. let me ask you something. Going back in time. Um, being in the bubble, you think there were guys that like uh, had trouble not drinking? Like in other words, like back in like the eighties, guys would be hammered. Yeah, and they'd show up for practice hammered. You know what I mean? That couldn't happen in the bubble, right? Like, ain't nobody pounding like a six pack before they go into the bubble, right? So, do you think like more players were sober? 
I know this is a crazy question, but I, I was thinking about it. You think they were like that? That change, less drinking, that that, that lifestyle was, became like no. Like we, we talked a little about this last time. I don't think it was just the bubble. I think it's reality of what where where, where pro athletes are now. Like Chris Mullen was a, was an alcoholic. He and readily admits it. His drink of choice was beer. You know how much beer you have to drink to be an alcoholic? And he was slamming six packs and six packs. And you remember watching him play. Sweet as jump shot, like like a maniac. But his career burned out fast. Guys don't do that now. Like, they, they care about their bodies so much more. I would even, like, even like a, like a Jordan, Oakley, like, those guys can go out. You don't hear that stuff as, as nearly as nearly as much anymore. So I don't know if it was, a, like, a, I don't think it was a bubble thing. I think it's, like, they're all, they view themselves as, like, assets. And they probably should because of the, the, the amount of money they sign for now is generational wealth. It's not a it's generational. Like like you sign one extension and a max and your family is set forever if, if you're if you're reasonably smart and they, they treat their bodies that way. Uh, that's what I think. I don't see what are what are your thoughts? Well in the in the seventies so Bill Simmons wrote a book called The Book of Basketball. It's the greatest yeah. thing and I, I he's so funny. He's just a great writer. But um when he gets into the seventies, like his line is that they should have just made the free throw line made out of Coke because that's how much. <laughs> so in the seventies, and maybe that's why Kareem was so damn dominant, but everybody was, everybody was blowing lines in the seventies In the eighties. When you look at these, when you look at the, the Celtics, those guys were, they really were beer drinkers. Like they were just yeah. some, like, like like some Indiana redneck beer drinking dude. These guys now, I don't think there's as many of those kind of characters in the NBA. Like when James, when you hear these stories about James Harden at the at the strip club, he's not putting down Budweisers. Yeah. Like I don't know what he's drinking. I'm not friends with James Harden, but I can tell you it's not Budweisers like Bill Walton and, and Kevin McHale. But so, when they went into this bubble, Mike, they sure as hell didn't test for weed. Like they made uh, that clear. We're not testing for pot, and we're not worrying about pot. So um, is it a, is pot as fun as beer? I I don't know. That's for someone else to decide. But there's definitely not smoking. I can tell you, and, and what I'll tell you about that is, uh, obviously, the hangover from alcohol is a million times worse than a hangover if you could really get a hangover, I guess, from, from weed. So I, did alcohol leave the NBA and the NBA became less fun? And then now that's why we're getting these same size athletes and everything's changing. Nah. Like, are we losing characters? Do we need to bring back alcohol into the NBA? <laughs> yeah, oh, look, like uh, what I was, what I always say is, you could look at a, like a seventy sixers team from like the eighties, like the team that like a like seventy sixers Celtics team. You would look at the seventy sixers, and you would look at five guys that looked like they just walked out of a bar in like West Philly. That's what they looked like. They weren't all jacked. They weren't all lean. They were obviously athletes. But they looked like they actually might have a little fun in their lives, and you look and then you had the Celtics that were always like like TJ said a bunch of beer drinking like Burns of Indiana uh, redneck, and, and, and it, it, to me it was a little more fun because they, they seemed more like real people. Now they seem almost like uh, almost like racehorses, like thoroughbreds, where you have to you 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 you're always worrying about the supplements and the and the, and the you know who's who's vegetarian, who's vegan, who you know, who's on this, who's on that. Whereas then it was like, wow, where do they like? That's Andrew Tony. That's that's what Andrew Tony looks like. That's Maurice Cheeks. You know, and it, it was. I liked it a lot better. It seemed. I was, it was seemed a little bit more relatable. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 literally, that's my love. 
you, you can see his whole attitude as he plays the game. The kid's playing the game. Like he's having a ball. So it's like when you watch him play, it's like I get into it. Some guys like Al Horford, <laughs> it's like good night. It's like every night. Whatever that lady gets his name was, Nancy from Off Track Lady or whatever it was, every night. But yeah, seriously, it's some guys you you want like that's why I guess I ended up watching that rotten game because I, I those two young kids were playing hard against each other and it, it it's it's fun to get catch somebody playing really hard you know what I mean because uh, I'm watching the NBA more this year than I have in the last several years and I, I catch some games where they're not playing and I hate to admit that or say that out loud but I feel like they're not playing in some games some I mean, games are definitely playing some of that, some of that has to do with. It, there's, a couple, there's a couple things of note with that. First of all, there was no league pass when we were younger. So True. we only had a game or two a week that was on national television. And they knew it. They generally gave us the best games with the best players. And that's the image that we have in our head. Like, I can tell you, I never watched, like, a Kings Pacers game in 1987. So I have no idea how bad it was. Yeah. So yeah. – we can we can romanticize the guys we saw because we were generally watching the playoffs, the finals, and the big matchups. Like in my head, the Celtics played the Lakers all the time. They only played them twice a year, but that game was like on TV, and my parents made me yeah. watch. Like Christmas Day was one. Yeah, yeah. On Christmas Day, yeah. you have that. And the second thing with this year, in terms of guys not playing hard, they're playing in front of empty buildings. And I don't give a shit who you are. It cannot be easy to get up to go play in a twenty thousand seat arena in front of twenty five people. Like that takes that that's hard. And, and I give these guys credit for the ones who are playing for playing. But I can understand why some of these some of these bad teams look like they're going through the motions because you don't even have a crowd to freaking chant defense. Like you're just out there. So other than the crowds, though, is basketball yet another? Not even just sport, but another like organization or company or whatever you want to call it that social media has just kind of screwed over. Like, like in other words, we see too much. <laughs> it shows us too much. Like the internet, this whole world wide web, it shows us more than we want to see. We didn't used to see all this stuff, and and life was good. I don't care if the guy playing like Milwaukee is drunk and crashes his car. That's not a big story for me. Like, there's better stories around here. Keep that in Milwaukee. But now every story is everywhere. And I feel like we just keep opening the box. And we keep asking for more information. And then somehow we're starting to suppress certain information. So is it ruining it, too? It's interesting because on one side, we want characters. But the second guy, the second a guy shows any piece of personality, we got a freaking exactly. Call him a psychopath. Exactly. Like, okay, we want characters. Kyrie's like, well, look at me. I'm a character. And the first thing I do is get on the freaking podcast and say Kyrie's a pain in the ass. So these guys, their whole life, and, and then we want them to be, you know, of the people. So whereas Bill Walton and the 86 Celtics can go to a freaking Grateful Dead concert, right, and sit in the fourth row. Now, if one of these guys, like, does a shot of Hennessy and somebody puts it on Instagram and it goes viral, then the guy's got to check himself into rehab. Like, <laughs> we can't, as, as a society, we can't have it both ways. Like, do we want characters? If we are, then we got to enjoy them instead of ripping them apart all the time. But, you know, I, I like you know characters on the floor. Like, I like Damian Lillard is a character on the floor. Like, he's got a persona, and I like 
just a character on the floor. Yep. I agree. And I think we're squashing it. We're letting we're letting I don't want everybody to be Kawhi's boring ass. Yeah. But we're letting like um I almost feel like we're letting like and I know this is gonna make me sound like I'm going on another crazy WNBA rant, but I almost feel like we're letting like uh middle America like like a like it's like white housewives decide like decisions that trickle down to where like basketball players are all kind of like clonish and they don't they don't do anything separate. There's no yeah, it's not just basketball, and I don't think it's it's like middle middle America. It's like it's this weird what TJ's saying. It's this weird like like someone someone some kind of virtue signaling where as soon as someone does something that might be uh, that doesn't completely line up with the with the with the most popular agenda at, at the time, you ostracize them and you make you know and you make them apologize and all this stuff. Where like but the but the flip side of it is no one has a spine. Because every scandal in the U.S. blows over in 48 hours, unless yep. you feel it yourself. You know, if you just ignore it, 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 it like, if you get, a, like, a shot of a picture of uh, James Harden doing doing double shots of Hennessy in a strip club, and he, everyone comes down on him, and he just ignored it, in 48 hours it would go away and would go on to the next thing. But we allow the media to, like, do this, like, virtue, this, like, holier-than-thou bullshit thing and, that, and and I don't know why we go along with it because if I were a pro athlete I would never go along with it I'd just be like I just ignore it but they don't like they the, the NBA then the NBA reacts and they step in and like like TJ was saying oh wait you know now in this scenario uh, 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 James Harden is going to look into uh, look into the checking into some kind of rehab because he drank twice in a week it's, it's stupid it's stupidity and we're letting it control everything everything that happens in these things so there's probably more of like a cultural or a political topic, right? But the, my response to that is the way that you, because people have told me before, you better watch out what you say, you're going to get canceled, right? Yeah. The way you respond to the cancel culture is fuck you, you can't cancel me. Yeah. And the way James Harden should respond to getting caught in a strip club is saying, yo, I went to the strip club. That's yeah. it. And that's that's it. exactly uh, it. That's what Brady in trouble. Uh, that's it. You know, I want to apologize to my fans. The yeah, team. Oh, oh, oh. Listen, buddy, if I say something out of line and someone's offended, that's too, that's too damn bad. I'm not writing an apology that I don't mean. And yeah. I started doing that instead of trying to – well, uh, Drew B's apologized for standing for a damn national anthem. Like, yeah. Yeah. to the point uh, to apologize. He got the- in trouble. But given his reason why he likes to stand up. When you give him an inch, now you got to apologize for the next thing that's more ridiculous than that. Whereas these guys, yeah. I'm waiting for one of them to get in front of the camera and say, look, I'm a 26-year-old guy making $40 million a year. Kids I'm going to the club. club. And I, yeah. whoever that guy is will become my favorite player. The one that's yeah. – no, I, I did that. I said that. And if you don't like it, go interview somebody else. I wish somebody yeah. – yeah. Imagine, imagine Lucas sitting down and going, um, "I'm young, I'm single, I'm rich, and I wanted titties in my face." Thank you. Yeah. Good night. Yeah. We'd all be like, "Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my yeah. jerseys yeah. through the roof." Everyone you know, instead, 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 it's I want to apologize for my teammates that yeah. uh, yeah. out oh, in society without my mask on, saying their name. Yeah. yeah. No. 
but we can't have characters if we keep making these guys apologize every time they do anything. Like yeah. they're gonna stay in their shell. We don't want them in their bubble. But if the second they go out of their bubble, there's 57 people trying to get get them to say something. It's not even do something. Yeah. It's say something. Yeah. Guy, you know, Dennis Rodman puts on a wedding dress. I mean, what are you going to do? That was wild. But could you imagine, like, canceling guys for their political friggin' views? Like, that's what yeah. you, you got guys scared to friggin' put a flag on their put a yeah. flag on their jacket because it's like, uh, I'm so sorry, I offended you. Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, I, I I hope that that kind of worm turns at some point, and it will. But I don't know how many how long it's going to take. Because it's right now we're in a it, it's uh it, 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 like you said it, it squashes all individuality. We say we want it, but then as soon as they do it, we're making them apologize for doing nothing. Like it's not like they're breaking laws. It's not like they're hurting anybody. But you know, like look, like Mike said, I'm making I'm, I'm 26 years old. Are you I'm making 40 million dollars a year, and I felt like having titties in my face. Like what the fuck is what is wrong with that? Like why do you have to apologize for letting your teammates down, let your fans down? Letting the city of Houston down, letting you know what I mean? It's 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 unbelievable. I, I don't get it. I really don't. It's not true. That's a hundred. That's how it is. You know what? And I'm glad that we're talking about it because a lot of people won't say that. They'll avoid that. Like in other words, um, there's some people though that would just start nodding their heads like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's how people react nowadays. Like my kids, I love my kids, of course, but every time I say anything. I'm not even saying anything. They go, oh, I'm like, what? I didn't even say anything yet. Like, I, I didn't. But they just think I'm going to say something that's, even though I never do, which blows my mind, which is just part of the culture. All right, let's get to some winners. Let's run down to Thursday night games, Friday night games. I got the spreads. Let's pink our picks. And then we got to figure out a way on Saturday to get them the picks for Saturday and for Sunday games. It probably would have to be early on Saturday because aren't there early Saturday games, like three, at least not sometimes, three, one. Uh, not this weekend. They're all night games. Oh, all right. That's better for us. Sunday right. early games. Are you guys ready to go start the games? We got four for Thursday we're going to go through. I'm going to mark them down. We're going to keep track of the winners this time. And we're going to be honest about who won and who did not win. So let me put a little TJ box, a little genius box. Oh, don't do that. And a box of the king. All right, here we go. Blazers at Rockets. Rockets minus five. Oh. TJ, you got it first. Hey, five is a lot to give. Five is a lot to give. They're at home, the Rockets, but it's the Blazers. And yeah, five is a lot. Five is a lot. I'm going to take Houston. I'm going to take the points at home. So you want Houston minus five? No, plus five. Houston's, no, no, Houston's favored. Houston's giving five? Houston's giving five points. Are you reading that backwards? Re yeah, I just read it on the thing. Houston's favored five. Oh, no. Give me Portland in the points. How could that be? Hold on. I'll re. I'll re you know, I, I gambled through the track. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that could be it, but hold on. Right here. Uh, the, the, it's, yeah, right now the Rockets are minus three and a half. So, yeah, it was four. Uh, I'll still take the points. No, so you want Houston minus four. Genius? No, no, he said to take the points. So oh. he wants Blazers plus. I want the Blazers. Play. Play. Yeah. You're confusing me. Sorry. I'm getting confused. Yeah, I want the Blazers, Blazers also. I'm going to stick with you guys because 
That's the jersey my son won for Christmas. The Damian Lillard, uh, the black jersey. Fucking amazing jersey. I know that's not a reason to pick them, but, but they're going to win anyways. Uh, Warriors at Suns. Suns minus one and a half. That's a great game, in my opinion. TJ. I'll take Phoenix. Minus one and a half? Yeah, minus one and a half at home. Yeah. Kev? Yeah, I'll Phoenix also. I'm going to go with the Warriors because the one and a half is really small. It really is. It, may, it just makes me think that it's a. It's it it's, it seemed low to me. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Phoenix is sitting somebody, but that, that seemed, seemed kind of low, but whatever. Clippers at Heat. Heat are minus three and a half. TJ, who you got? I'll take the Clippers. Speaking of the Heat, has anybody's like, does anybody remember? Like 90 days ago when Jimmy Butler was in the finals and everybody thought he was like a ball NBA player. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's not it. Like Jimmy, no. Jim, Jimmy Butler is not that guy. Um, he is a tough son of a gun, though, and I like to see him on a different team. I don't think Miami's a spot because they try to make him the man. But if you're talking about like a tough guy, like I like I like me some Jimmy Butler, but I don't like Miami right now. They don't look that good to me. Oh. Yeah, no. Go ahead, Kev. What's, what's the line, Mike? For which one? The Clippers Heat. Oh, it's three and a half. Heat three and a half. I'll do. Uh, I'll, I'll do Clippers. Yeah. I'll do Clippers. Yeah, I, I like the Clippers myself. Well, drop that down. You only disagreed on one so far. All right, Lakers minus six and a half against the Pistons. I'll tell you right now, I don't like six and a half. I'm a Laker fan. I think they could. They should thump the Pistons tonight. I don't like six and a half. Is someone sitting? Like, what's the deal? I don't like six and a half. TJ, who do you like there? I don't know. The Lakers come off a tough one last night. They played a lot of guys a lot of minutes too. Yep. But I can't. I can't get behind Detroit. Yeah. It's hard to get behind why, Detroit. Why is it six and a half though? I don't know. There's no good reason for it to be six. That that, that is a, that is a big number. Detroit's terrible. That's, that's what it is. I'm going to the point. Yeah, I don't – you know what? I think the safe bet is what you're doing, taking the Lakers with the points. But I'm going to take the Pistons because there's something about that spread that tells me the Lakers are going to win by three. Like, there's just something about that spread. That point spread. I can write it off the back. It, it, What's that? I mean, that matters. What do you think, Kev? It's a – six and a half is like a like, – Kind of a lot, but not for the Lakers. Uh, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't bet. I I couldn't bet the Pistons. So yeah. So I'll, I guess I, I guess I have to go LA. <laughs> right? It's weird as hell. All right. So uh, uh, let us jump to Friday's games. Now, let me ask you this quick. Out of the the your four picks for the uh, Thursday games, which three would you put together as a parlay? I like to give people parlays if they like to do that. Like, which three teams you feel the most solid about in that? If you're asking me, I'd probably leave off the Laker game. Okay. I would, I would leave off the Laker game because, like you said, makes sense. Coming off the back of the back, they're coming off the back to uh, tough game last night. It's a big number. I would probably just leave that one alone. I only you're think right. this too. You're definitely right on that. You're definitely right because I don't like that. I don't like that spread. This this spread's weird. 
Um, all right, Kev, you, you want to add something? Or does that make sense to you too? No, that makes sense. All right, moving to Friday, gentlemen. I don't have the line for the Cavs Knicks. That's the only line that won't come up. Uh, so we're just gonna do an outright. I'm gonna say the Knicks because the Knicks uh, are in a skid of like what one and three, something like that. And I like the Knicks to cover because I don't think they, the Alps not gonna be favored. So I'll take the Knicks at home. They're gonna be getting something for points. Something. I don't know the spread yet. TJ? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Cleveland. I've been riding Cleveland pretty much all year. They're a weird team. They're nine and nine right now. They'd make yeah. the but they have a, a negative point differential. So I get that, and I probably wouldn't take them and lay too many points, but if that game's close to a push, and it might be. If it's just a pick them, then I, I'll take Cleveland. Yep. <sighs> I hate to say it, but I, I got to go with Knicks. Yeah, it's on the bottom. It's on the bottom. All right, Bucks six and a half at the Pelicans. TJ. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think I think Zion is a good player. Yeah, I'm I know. I think too. I think he is. I'm just having a hard time with it right now. I I feel like they just can't put it together with them. I'll take the Bucks. I'll give the points. I'm in agreement with that. Actually, everything you said. So I'm with that, Kev. Yeah, yeah. I like Milwaukee in this one. And, and, and TJ, it, not, we don't have time on this show. But I would like to hear your thoughts on uh, Zion. I, I hate when someone comes out and they're like the the anointed one without really having done anything. He should have uh, never been anointed. Never been anointed. Yeah. Me personally, even from the gut start of go, I didn't like the way the kids the kids skill set. I, I didn't. Uh, anytime they say he reminds me of Larry Johnson, I don't. <laughs> no, that's not good. <laughs> Larry Johnson is a good player. The problem yeah, is when you, say, when you say when you say he could be the next LeBron, and then you set the bar at LeBron, and he, you know, there's only one LeBron. Like who else? LeBron's been hyped up since he was like 12 years old, and he, know. you know, but that's almost never ever happened. Um, I still think he's a he's a solid NBA player. He's gonna have a good long career. I, I like him a lot, they, but I, I don't like him tomorrow. DJ, well, what you said about LeBron, I remember uh, when he was like, it was his sixth grade or eighth grade, because they do, you know, they, they, they look at prospects that young. And I remember seeing his name from when he was, at, it was at least, I don't want to say sixth grade, so that may be a stretch, but it was definitely eighth grade. They were already predicting him to be LeBron, to be like all world. And it was like the first time I ever really saw that because again, this was like decades, you know, decades ago. We were we, we didn't have the level of information we have now, and I was I was just blown away. I was like, you know that this kid who's an eighth grader is going to be an all world, you know, your uh, NBA talent. It, it blew my mind completely. But I remember reading it. Quick look, hey, quick look, LeBron story about that. Uh, I'm in the band, and we're we're in New York uh, playing a, a club. And the club is got like it's packed, about 300 people, 350 people. And um, you've been to like a concert. In, in between bands, they usually play music, like house music. You know what I mean? Over the speakers as the, as the other band sets up. This one day, after band would end, we were watching LeBron play high school basketball. <laughs> like, I swear to God, like I know that's dating me, but like, there was no music. They just turned the TVs up, and 
even everybody that was like like the rockers, everybody who went to the TV, like it was unbelievable, dude. In high school, like, yeah. they, like that should be rock music. They were like those straight edge kids with the X's and all that shit. Like they want to hear music, but even they were like, "Oh, that's that LeBron guy." I'm dead yeah. serious. <laughs> that happened to me twice when I was in the band. Like we ended up watching LeBron, and then when my wife was in labor, like on the that night they, they, he was playing the Hawks. LeBron Cavs were playing the Hawks on TV right before my kids were born, and I'm like trying to tell her that's that LeBron guy, and she's in all this pain. <laughs> and I'm totally me, not paying attention. I'm like, "This is LeBron." She's like, "Oh." But, it's LeBron. He's going to be really good. He could care less. You know, got it's going to be really good. Classic. Classic. All right. Sorry. Nets, seven and a half over the Thunder. TJ, who do you have? Well, you know I'm going you know to lay the points. I'll take the Nets. Kev? Yeah, Nets. I'm all in on that. Pacers, minus three and a half at the Hornets. TJ? We never talk about the Pacers. We haven't talked about them once except for the first show for three seconds when we were, we were doing top threes. The Pacers are a good basketball team, and Sabonis is a good basketball player. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Pacers. Hopefully, we get a chance to touch on them because they they get a couple of good things going on over there. They're they're gonna be a player. I agree with you. Sabonis is is great. Like I really like the kid. I, I like his dad. Remember his dad? Remember his dad played for what? Portland? No. Right. Yeah, we saw him on the ass end when he was just At a the end, yeah. He 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 was unbelievable like globally. Yeah, we caught the end of his career. Kev, who do you like? What you it's Pacers at Hornets. What did you have? Three and a half? Yeah, Pacers three and a half. Yeah, I'll go Pacers. Uh, it's, it's funny. We, we we have way too much agreement this uh, today. Oh. You know what? That's gonna be a good game because those are two young teams. Like that that's gonna be a really good game, I think. Uh Kings at the Raptors. Raptors are minus five and a half. They need to change their name. I'm just stating that. That's a dumb name, Raptors. But go ahead, TJ. Five and a half, Raptors. Yeah, I'm. Pro- I'm gonna. I'm gonna take the points. I'm disappointed in the Kings. I'm more disappointed in the Raptors. But I'm gonna take the points. Kev. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Raptors. Fuck. All right, we're all in on that one. Hawks no, minus five and a half. No. The Wizards. No, we're not. No, uh, no we're not. TJ and I just went uh, opposed each other, and you didn't make a pick. Um, he went with the Raptors. I want. Oh, he took the points. TJ took the points with the Kings. I'm laying the points with the Raptors. Pointed with the Raptors. My bad. Then he say he was. Then you say you were disappointed with them. Six on one hand, half a dozen on the other. You know how it goes, Kev. So let's do it. Next week, I'm keeping my own stats because I don't know what you're writing over there. Look, I got dude, I got like four colored mar- come on now. I'm a machine over here. All right, I'm finishing up. Hawks minus five and a half over the wizards. Kev. Uh, Hawks what? minus five. You know what? Everything we talked about the wizards, uh 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 I, let me see. I'll go Hawks. Kevin Hawks. TJ? I don't like five and a half. I don't like five and a half, though, but. Yeah, one thing about the Wizards game, that's going to be high scoring. Like, the, over, yeah. the under over on Wizards games, it's like they, they shouldn't even post them. It's like off the charts. Um, I think Atlanta's a good team. Atlanta's trying to make the playoffs. They're going to take the game seriously. They're going to cover. So that means I'm taking Atlanta. 
Yeah, uh, TJ, the over-under on Atlanta, that game is uh, 232. Everyone else, it, it's, it's the highest uh, It's it's the highest by, by three points. Uh, the only ones that are close are Kings Raptors and Nets Thunder. Like you, can, you can see Trey they try and drop 50. Like Because Washington's not playing any defense at all. Like, no, not even trying. Don't even care. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm, I'm in with the uh, – Actually, you know what? I get the Wizards. I, I do. I have the Wizards because I have it as a close game. And uh, I think it's going to end up being the Wizards. So I'm going against you guys on that one. Ha. Nuggets minus three and a half at the Spurs. To finish it up. DJ. Spurs not playing bad. Spurs actually playing pretty good. Um, Denver's playing better. I'll take Denver. You like Denver, though. That's one of your teams, right? It is. I mean, they're kind of. It's kind of a cop out because they're already good. I prefer to ride Cleveland. That work, Kev. I, I told you before the first show. I will never bet the Spurs because a pop social justice warrior. So I have to go with the, the, the Nuggets. And I'm gonna go with the Spurs at home. Uh, again, three and a half. So you guys pretty much agreed on almost everything. We'll see how that works out. Never. <laughs> That, yeah, which I don't like. That's what I was saying. I said that earlier. I, I don't like that at all. I, I don't. I don't like that. Hey, I do want to say because I know we're winding down. We're getting past our time, but I'd really like to do something on Saturdays, and even sneak in if there's another night where there's a couple of uh, ESPN games. Like even if we jump on for 15 minutes with like an analysis of like, hey, listen, there's four teams playing tonight. Let's just break them down real quick and uh, and get some of that out there. I'm happy. I'm happy to do that because. Um, one of the challenges, because I'm trying to follow along, right? I mean, I'm saying something to you guys, and I want to be accountable for it, but saying something about tomorrow night's games when we don't know who's playing yet sucks. Like, yeah. it, you know, it's, it's just hard. And it, it's there's a difference between an excuse and a reason. Like, I'm not just making an excuse, but the other night, you know, Embiid didn't play the front end of a back-to-back, and it's like, well, had, shit, had I known that, obviously I wouldn't have taken well, – I wouldn't so- have – it's like that's not, that's not right if someone's catching this, like, right before so- – or they go online, that's going to suck. Here's how I'm trying to remedy that, right? Here's, here's what here's what the, the thing I've been doing for the last couple of days, and uh, me and the genius will be discussing this maybe tomorrow uh, or sometime like that. Um, I'm trying to get our Twitter feeds to come up on the website live. That way, if we, we make our picks, we, we make our picks on a Thursday night for Thursday, Friday, and then we make our picks on a Saturday for Saturday, Sunday. Shit changes, shit goes down. You can look on our site for any changes. We can send out like a tweet saying, "Hey, what's his face isn't 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 playing? Go, you know this this team." That's what we need to do. We need to be able to not just like do these podcasts really quick, but we need another way for them to come to the website and just get the info fast. Because there could be like a basketball game that you totally change your mind at like ten minutes to the game because you just found out something. We should be able to tweet, have it come right to the website. And anybody paying attention to the website, and if they subscribe to the website, they get a notification. Or the line so can have it, so they're set up. You know what I mean? Because that's the yeah. best way to do it. Because it's tough to get everybody together to film something. But like, if Coach TJ could just go, "Oh, Embiid isn't playing. Don't go to six. Bang. Or the line. You know, the line. When some of these guys sit, the line moves three and a half. Yeah. Like this. If you were thinking about taking Philly, now I double what you were going to do because it's going to be like that. So 
And that's more, how I think you can remedy it. The more value we bring, uh, the more the more value closer to when tip-off is is what's going to be best because as awesome as this show is, you know, you start getting two days down the line and it's like, okay, well, what will happen? Yeah. Um, so. it's, it, it, Good. it's funny. It's almost the opposite of NFL because NFL, you get a lot of value early in the week when they just post the lines and you can kind of jump on something because it's only one game a week. NBA is almost the opposite. Like, the, you know, you're, you're more likely to get news uh, – uh, it's going to validate something you did earlier, rather than uh, rather than, than reinforce it. It's, it's how, I, how I see it as of now, anyway. Look, basketball this could be at least twice a week because of how the NBA is, right? So we moving forward probably should talk about maybe it, finding another night, even if it's like a half hour. But we got to do that thing like where we notify people on that Saturday. That should be like a quick half hour show. And then we need to get the Twitter feed or some sort of blog, like you were saying, ability to just boom, go right up on the main page so people can get up-to-date information. I mean, the main goal is to make sure everyone comes to legitfantasysports.com. So anything that we can incorporate and bring into the platform, it helps us. It helps everybody else that has a podcast on the platform, right? Get us us 100,000 viewers. I'll do this shit every day before tip-off. I'll come on. You get 100,000 viewers. I'll come on every day, 645. I'll give three winners. Boom, boom, boom. You know what? If I get that many viewers, I'll be there with you with a bo- fucking bow tie. I don't know about you, Kevin. He's crazy. <laughs> bow tie and cummerbund. Both. Yeah, right? I'll see you right. bow tie and raise you the cummerbund. So, look, I'm really enjoying talking basketball because I don't get to talk to basketball with adults. Anymore, like I, it's always with kids. I'm being honest. I, it's like they kid. My, you know, I want to talk with adults, and I think people want to hear it. It, it, it. I think what we got going for us is that we're giving you information, but we're not giving it to you in a like a bland. Everybody's saying the same shit type of way, and that's I think what's going to separate us. That and how good we are with picks. We're all oh. pretty much on the same page, right? Page. So hopefully it all works out. And keeping it up to date is what will separate us. I think that's what's yeah. going to be a big push. That they can depend on us, that we'll we'll make sure you have the right picks before uh, the tip-off. Does that make sense? There it is. Makes sense to me. Gentlemen, is that for, uh, Coach TJ, for the genius Kev, I'm King Mike L. Mike Lepre. This is Legit Fantasy Basketball from LegitFantasySports.com. Calm. You will see us on Saturday. Time to be determined, but just check the website uh, and we will have a new box where you subscribe and you'll be notified of whenever we have something new posted. Thank you guys for legit fantasy sports. Gentlemen, thank you.